Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. We have a very special guest today, Deja Green, a photographer and multimedia artist. How are you doing today? I'm great. It's Friday, you know, the weekend's coming up, so feeling good. Absolutely. So um, tell me a little bit about yourself and um, how, what, what drew you into um, photography and multimedia art? Sure. So I've always, I think, well, basically I've always had art in my life. My family comes, I come from a family of artists. Um, My dad, he's a painter. My grandfather was a photographer and a painter. Um, Uncle was into poetry. So it kind of ran in the line. Um, So I started photography back in high school. I took one class. No, I took two classes and that was it. Um, And then everything else is pretty much self-taught. But I don't know, I guess with my art artistry and other things that I do, the main focus, I guess, is like finding the beauty and simplicity as well as celebrating blackness. But um, also I want to also like raise awareness and um, just kind of pay homage to like those who suffer from mental illness and stuff like that. So I definitely do a lot of that in my art. Um, that's because because when I started photography and I started doing art, it was merely just a way of expressing myself. I wasn't mm. really trying to make any money off of it, like from upfront. Um, I was just I just needed help expressing myself. So I took a photography class in high school. That really helped. Then I started doing. Um, I took another art, took a couple art classes in high school. So I really got into drawing and painting. Um, but yeah, so I, I again I come from a line of artists. Um, I also use my background in psychology to put in my art a little bit, again, going back with the mental health, but also just like in general. Um, So I do have a background in psychology and sociology. So sometimes I try to incorporate that in my art as well. Mm. Now, um, does your art, is your art like therapy for you as well? Definitely. Um, Like I said, like I had a really hard time expressing myself back in high school, like Mm -hmm. dealing with mental illness and not even knowing what it was at the time. Like I didn't get diagnosed until back in like in college. So Mm -hmm. high school was really the time where I was like, I need to figure out how to get these emotions out. Um, So then when I took that first class of like the first photography class, I was like, oh, wow. okay, like it was easy for me to put my feelings into the like what I saw on the lens. So and any assignment that I had, my teachers always told me like I put a little extra like emotion into it where I didn't really need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was for me because I needed to express myself. So it's definitely a form of therapy, um, drawing, taking photos, any any of that type of stuff. Um, I definitely need it. <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, therapy is a, a form of self-care. And I love the fact that you take your art as a, an expression of self-care. We all um need to practice self-care in order to live uh, our fullest lives. Definitely, definitely. And just being self-aware of like what you need and what issues you may have. So um, Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't always have to just, you know, follow it up, just find some paper, pen, get to writing, get to drawing, get help. Yes. 
Um, so tell me what your creative process is like. Um, do you have preconcept ideas that you want to pursue or do you just um, go with the flow? I think I mostly go with the flow. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of my stuff I create, I feel like sometimes I create fast because I have a lot of emotions. I got a lot of thoughts going in my head. So that's the only thing I'm focusing on. Um, so like if I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling like really depressed or something, I'll go create a collage that might be something really somber, kind of sad, bluish, you know, just different type of themes and tones that would match my emotions. Um, but other times I do have projects, like actual projects that I'm thinking about. And it's like, how do I want to expand my, how I feel about this subject or how I feel about this matter? Like, how do I want to expand that into an actual bigger project? Um, so sometimes um, I definitely do like write my ideas down. I'll do like lists. Um, I'll try to figure out which medium that might be better to express it in. But um, for the most part, I definitely just go with the flow. It's like, if I'm feeling a certain type of way, I'm going to sometimes drop everything what I'm doing and just go try to create so I can get my mind right or, you know, at least just get out of my system. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to editing, you have a distinct style. Um, how long would you guess you spend on an average of editing a portrait? Um, Like one portrait, probably like, that's funny. Like when I do editing, like what I usually do, I usually come up with like my own presets for mm. like a couple of things. Like I might have portraits, like a just face, or I might just have like above the above the waist or something like that, or I might have action shots. So I'll create presets for those type of shots first, like several different type of shots first. Um, and then I just kind of pick the one that I like the most, the one that seems that the one, the, the preset that seems like is expressive, expressing the emotion in the picture more, that's the one I'll go for. Um, but for one picture, I think I start off with like 20 minutes on one picture sometimes mm -hmm. when I'm editing because I just want to, I don't know, I don't know exactly what I'm seeing yet. So sometimes I might switch to another picture, might be another extra 20 minutes. But after that, when I get my presets, then it's just like a smooth sailing after that. So yeah, like one picture, maybe like, maybe like 20, 25 minutes. I'll spend, a, spend that much time on. That's not bad. I can, I, I noticed the, the consistency. It's like you have your own signature which makes sense because you create your own presets mm -hmm. and it's funny because like I honestly didn't think I had a particular style before like I've heard that a couple of times from people and I didn't really I never really saw it but it makes me it makes me happy that there's a way that people can kind of recognize my work and I don't even know it. it's like almost subconscious the way that I'm editing mm. sometimes. so it's pretty cool yeah man it's um it's definitely uh it makes you unique you know your style um, I'm a photographer as well. Um, I don't really have a particular style. I just go with um, whatever the mood of the image uh, mm -hmm. tells me to do, you know. Definitely, definitely. And I see that in your work. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, exactly what do you want to say with your art? Is there any specific overall meaning or um, does it differ from each piece? I think it definitely differs from each piece, but I think the two main things, themes that I like to incorporate in my art, like I've at all times is like the beauty or the simplicity of beauty, the simplicity of, in a beat, sorry, the simplicity of beauty, but also the beauty of blackness mm -hmm. and also awareness of mental health. So those are like the three things, I guess, that I kind of go for. Um, but it's not always going to be like a depressing piece. 
for depression or like mental illness. Sometimes it could be happy pieces and stuff or, um, but yeah, I think those are like the three main themes I go for when I'm doing my work because I'm just so passionate about, you know, just showing blackness in such a beautiful way, showing the different types of black people, the different types of lives that we live, the different types of identities that we have. So I really love portraying that. That's like my main thing because my family always like, instill like the beauty of blackness in me and it's like that's something I want to carry with me all the time and I want people to see that like I want to be loud about it you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I want to be loud about the beauty of blackness and and also of course with mental health with mental health like because I had a project and it was a personal project but then it kind of blew up a little bit which is pretty cool because people were able to relate to me they were able to relate to what I was going on with and they were able to kind of like compare and see what else they see what they could do to kind of like go through their recovery program and or their own personal recovery so um yeah so the things that I'm like really passionate about in my life I try to put that in my art and I try to not to just make a statement but I do want people to think I try to make people think um so that's more that's mainly yeah those three those three things that's extremely important you know um mainstream media conveys us as you know black and and minority as under one umbrella and yeah. just to just the simple fact that you took it upon yourself to show that black people are not monolithic and we come in different many different shapes forms and sizes and is is extremely um it's it's beautiful it's beautiful thank you yeah I think I think people just we just need more of that. Like I love seeing the different type of identities that Black people come in. I love seeing the different shapes and and forms that we come in, and just the different interests that we all come have to. Like Black people that love anime, Black people that love tennis, you know, Black mm -hmm. people that love cottagecore. You know what I'm saying? Like all those type of Black people are still valid and still important. Our transgender brothers and sisters, you know, our gay brothers and sisters, and all that. You know, we all have to like. I don't know, I just love appreciating those type of Black people, appreciating my people, but also showing that because I want it to be loud. I want it to be intentional. Um, I want people to think about what I put out because it's, it's coming from deep within. It's coming from like the heart, you know? Mm -hmm. I Of course, everybody has their art where it's just like, you know, it's just getting you by, but I try to really put a lot of like thought into my art sometimes and a lot of emotion and a lot of emotion comes from me personally, because I, I live with my mental illness. And so like, that's the easiest way for me to get it out there. And again, if I can help like one person or one person can relate to me, then that's, that's cool. I did what I need to do. Mm -hmm. So we, as black people, we don't really shed light well, in our past, we didn't really shed light on, you know, things like mental illness or mental health or even things like self-care. Um, what made you want to put that in the, f I mean, you just said that you suffer from your own um, um, things, but what made you want to put that in the front, forefront of your art? And I don't want to say broadcast it, but you know, just put but it out I'm, there. Yeah. No, yeah, I get you, I get you. Um, at first, I didn't want to do that, like, because I don't know, you know, people talk, people have their own opinions about mental illness, especially black people. Oh, it's a white thing. Oh, you're crazy. You don't need that. Talk to God. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's like, this does help me. This can help other people. And 
again, I feel like if I can have one person relate to me and feel like they're not like alone, not to sound like cliche or corny after school special, but that's real shit. Like, Mm -hmm. excuse me, sorry. That's real. (laughs) (laughs) That's real. Like, you know, I had, there was artists that I was able to relate to um, because of like my mental illness and stuff and because of what they portrayed. And I felt, I felt very less alone, very less invisible. Mm -hmm. So my art, when I talk about my mental illness and stuff, not mainly trying to make people feel like you're not alone. You're like, you're black, you're suffering from mental illness, anxiety, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, whatever. If you're going through it and you're black, you're not alone. Like there are other people that are dealing with that too. And you can express yourself in healthier ways too. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like one of my projects, it was more so like a recovery thing, like showing what I use, like my vices and stuff like that. Some of them are good things. Some of them are bad things, you know, like alcohol, what drugs, you know, cutting. And then you got like writing and then tennis and you know, all the good stuff. But it was just like, you got to show that ugly stuff sometimes, Yeah, you know, especially with black people, because they think sometimes I feel like, Black people are under the impression that, oh, if I go to therapy, they're supposed to fix me in one meeting, one session. And that's not true. And I want to normalize feeling, having these feelings as a Black person, but also normalize getting help and mm-hmm. going through what you need to do, going through what you need to do through your recovery. Um, so that's just really important to me because it's just like, I felt so, so alone, like back in high school and I didn't even know what I had. Like I was suffering from bipolar disorder for a minute. I was suffering from uh, anxiety and depression for a minute. And I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So if I had the things that I make or saw the things that I make when I was younger, I think I would have felt a little less alone. Um, so that's that's mainly kind of the purpose of my art, like in certain sections or certain pieces. It's just like, I don't want people to feel like they have to hide that. I don't want people to feel like they have to be hush hush about it because that's how I was um for a while I was just like I don't want to share that but once I realized that there was other people that I knew that were struggling I was like well let me let me be the one to talk about it let me be the one to start the conversation if I have to because if that's going to help somebody then that again I did my job so yeah I can agree and um you mentioned like undiagnosed mental health you know there's people uh, I forget the term but um I think it's called functioning depression mm-hmm. is when people are depressed, but don't even know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, like high functioning depression. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just, very common within black people and black women. High functioning mm-hmm. depression. Yeah. Especially after, um, what is it? Postpartum when women mm-hmm. have kids and stuff like that. But oh, yeah. Don't realize it. But yep. Yep. Especially if you've never like, suffer from depression ever you you really are kind of blindsided when it happens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I love that I love that um you embraced um you yours and you're helping people realize that um you don't have to hide it you don't have to be alone you you don't have to you know walk the road alone it's important to you know get help or just even talk about it you know yeah and, that's extremely beautiful. And I love the way you do that within your art. Thank you. Appreciate that. No problem. Um, do you have any people that influenced your art, like growing up or people that you looked up to and was like, hey, I would love to do that when I grow up? Yeah. So I would definitely say first, my grandfather is my very first biggest influence than of course my dad um because I didn't really 
and because he passed away, like when I was like becoming a teenager, I didn't really get to have those questions that I wanted to ask him about art. Like I asked him, but I didn't really ask, ask because I was like, I was still getting into it. Mm-hmm. But my grandfather was a great artist and he, I also feel like he was one of the ones that was showing the beauty of blackness. Um, He did a lot of like portraits of like famous black people, notable black people. And it was just, I don't know, like his, his style was great. Like it was just fun to be in his little art room, his painting room, his space, and just like learning about these people that he was painting and like just seeing how like easy it was for him. Like he made such beautiful portraits. Like it was just amazing. But um, yeah, so I definitely say my, my grandfather, uh, my dad, for sure. My dad, like, I feel like even though he doesn't do as much art now, he has such a powerful, like, hand, I feel like, for art. And I remember one time when we, um, me and my friends, we did the, we always do, we used to do this thing called art night. So we would invite some friends over, we would have a theme and we would just create that, like, for two or three hours after work or whatever. And I invited my dad to come to one. I invited my godmother to come one because, oh yeah, my godmother, she's an artist too. She's like a jack of all trades. And they bought in some of their old art, like on their old paintings and sketches. And everybody was so like, so impressed, so like, so happy that they were there. And it was such a great feeling because I knew my dad, even though like he has his own issues and stuff, I know like it's hard for him to get back into art, but having him be like the star of like, the focal point of like art and stuff it was so great to see and I was just like I want to do that again and that really inspired me because it was just like I want to make sure I always feel that happy talking about art doing art um you know giving art because sometimes when I made it a business my photography a business it kind of took the fun out of it a little bit mm-hmm. and it was really hard to try to like get it up there as like a successful business and it's still kind of hard because I again it, I, I just first started doing art as a way of expression not to make money um but yeah definitely um people that influenced me is my grandfather my dad my godmother um some notable people um I would say Frida Kahlo Mm -hmm. um John um John Michael Basquiat Mm -hmm. um and also I think Virginia Woolf and Sylvia Plath um I think Virginia Woolf was the she was like a poet but she wrote, it was either one of them. I can't remember right now because I didn't read that much, but at a time I was like really obsessed and they wrote like these really like somber, sad, kind of like depressing type of um, poetry. But it, it was just the fact that like, I could really relate to that. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was cool and really interesting that at the time, you know, this is like probably back in like the 1800s or early 1900s when they were like really popping and stuff. And, you know, back then women had to like use male pen names a lot of the time yeah. to get their stuff published. So the fact that she was writing about her mental health struggles back then, and it was just so like, it was so passionate to me. And it was a really a great way to express that type of like ugly feeling. So I was really inspired by um that those poets to like actually like, use my mental health in my art, use my express, like express my emotions in my art and stuff like that. So, um, and definitely Frida Kahlo, cause like just with the things that she went on with her life and she had like a turbulent childhood and she really started painting and doing art to express herself. And once I saw that and I was just like, oh, you know, I can, I can definitely try that. Like she was, she was like bedridden for like almost a year or two or something like that or like months at a time because of all the surgeries and she learned how to paint with her mouth like she was so dedicated to it so I'm really inspired by that because it's just like she in a lot of her pieces it's just so much emotion so much expression it's not just like 
oh, this picture, this random portrait of a woman is called Untitled. It's like, no, this is my, this is when Diego cheated on me with my sister. And this is when I cut my hair, you know, like it's stuff like that. Like that's, I love it. I love the stories behind art. I love the meaning. Um, so yeah, so those, sorry, I'm, I'm wrapping, but those no. are the artists that I'm really, really passionate about um, that really inspire me to this day. So I love it. You know, um, it's important to express yourself, you know, it's important to feel these different type of emotions because that's what makes us human at the end of the day. For sure. Yes. Yes. Um, could you describe yourself in one word? Ooh. Mm. Buffering. Buffering. <laughs> buffering. I'm buffering. I'm still loading up. Like I'm getting there. That's how I would describe myself. I'm always just trying to like get my way up there, just trying to perfect things, just loading up, just ready for the next thing. So um I would get I guess buffering. That's like a weird word, but I would I would describe myself as one word as buffering. Yeah. Mm. Um speaking about your um multimedia, I thought it was um initially graphic design but I can see now that it's a little bit more um behind it what got you in a what got you started into that and what type of medium do you use to create um these different type of pieces okay um so I guess I got into like painting and drawing and doing it like the collages, the digital collages, a lot more in the last few years, um, because I, I stopped being like pressed for it to be like perfect looking. So I always wanted to be like draw. I always wanted to draw and paint like like realism, like make it look like real, like really nice, really accurate. But then I got I realized maybe that's not the type of artist that I am. So. Once I started painting, I started using watercolors, like especially during when we started doing these art nights, because my friends, they're artists too. So they use different mediums that I wasn't familiar with. So I got to, you know, they taught me how to use watercolor. They taught me how to use acrylics and how to blend but a little bit better. And um, I teach them how to use oil pastels sometimes. Like it's, 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 I dabble in different stuff because I feel like there's so many different ways to express what I'm feeling. I don't want to just limit it to just photography. Mm -hmm. So there's mm -hmm. so many ways that I could like write out a sad letter with a portrait. There's so many ways that I could write out my last episode or, 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 you know, show how my last episode felt with like a, like a photo series or a series of paintings, a series of blind contour portraits. Like there's so many different ways that you can portray these emotions or what you're feeling that you don't want to limit yourself to one medium at all. Mm -hmm. um, then when I started doing the collages, I was really in a space where I wanted to just disappear and escape. And I'm sure there's people who can like definitely relate to just wanting to get the fuck out. Like, I don't want to be here. And when I started um, looking up like surrealism and stuff like that, and it just made me feel like how I felt like when I sleep, because I have like really vivid dreams and they're just mm -hmm. kind of wild sometimes. So that's why I like the surrealism um, and like the weird, you know, the big animals or like the big flowers in the sky and stuff that's like obviously not realistic, but it's just very like trippy. It's kind of cool. It makes you feel like you're escaping from what you're dealing with at the moment into like this nice little peaceful abyss of randomness like that's what I wanted for myself and that's what I needed because I wanted to escape and I couldn't escape because we were in a pandemic and, and so it was just my way of just really like 
again, just finding another way, another source, another medium to express what I was feeling at the time. So it's mostly, I guess, the mediums kind of go with what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's important that we express ourselves. I think it's important that we don't limit ourselves. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes we get put in these boxes when we have infinite possibilities, you know, um, and often sometimes we get trapped in these boxes that other people put us in, which oh, is yeah. extremely limiting. Um, have you ever get, have you ever been in a situation where people claimed that you were this and you started to think that you were that and you had to break out of that? Like, have you ever had that situation? Um, I definitely have. There's definitely been times where I feel like people kind of had their own narrative for me. Mm. And I felt like I felt like I, I was pressured into feeling like I needed to fit their narrative, even though that wasn't organically me. Mm. And I felt like I had to fit their narrative to either keep them around or for me to be even useful to them. Mm. But then it was like, why am I going out of my way to, you know, put on a hat that I'm not comfortable with for this person? And it happens a lot sometimes, like within an art scene and even with just randomly with like jobs or like friendships and stuff like that. So I've definitely had to like come back to myself and realize, hmm, that's not you, you know, like, um I again I like even as an artist I've had people kind of like put me in a box and be like oh like you know you're you're a portrait photographer or you I don't know like it's it's kind of it's or like I don't know like it's hard to describe how people may put me in a box as an artist but I felt it and that's why I also want to make sure that I'm not limiting myself to just one medium because there are so many other things that I can do and I want to do and I want to be taken seriously with that stuff too so it's like it's hard to like not try to put on the hat that somebody's making you wear but at the end of the day you got to come back to yourself and realize who the fuck you are because there's no purpose in filling somebody else's narrative when that's not organically you um but yeah so it can be tough sometimes but you gotta come back to yourself Mm, I love that um it kind of reminds me of um this old um Buddha phrase he said that um I'm not who you think I am. You are who you think I am. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, I don't think I've ever heard that, but I like that. Yeah, it's like um, sometimes people often put their own limitations on you. Yeah, like they're projecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can be infectious in a sense. But when you're solid on your own foundation, it's hard to um, be influenced by outside uh, sources. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, what's the most difficult part about being an artist? Um, to me, I think the most difficult part is trying to make money off of it because Mm -hmm. like, like I said, like it got, I feel like photography and art got a little stressful when I was like trying to make money off of it all the time, even though I needed the money and I was like, oh, I just can just be like another source of income. But it was just like, I wasn't feeling I wasn't feeling like I was expressing myself. And then when I got pressure to make more money off of it, I felt like my work wasn't quality. It wasn't me. It wasn't like what I thought I 
could put out. It was just, let me just put this out so I can get this bill paid. Let me just get this out so I can get this payment or get this deposit. But I think that's probably, that's probably the hardest part is it's like making my passion into like an actual job or actual business, because there's so many, just, there's just so many variables with it. And I feel a lot with my art and it's like, you know, like when Eric Badu said, like, I'm an artist, I'm sensitive about my shit. Like, I am, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I'm very mm-hmm. sensitive about it because this is me. This is my life. A lot of my art is my life. There's a lot of artists out here or photographers or painters that really just do it for the money. And that's cool. If that's what you do, that's cool. But sometimes it's hard if you're really passionate about it and you started off just as a passion or just expressing yourself and you're trying to capitalize off of it. Yeah. Because then you feel like you're selling out. Then you feel like you're not you're not doing quality work sometimes. And it, I feel like you sometimes you have to change yourself. So it's really hard for me to like also put a price on my art again because it's just it's purely coming from the heart. It's purely coming from the depths of my depression. So it's like how can I put a price on my feelings on how I'm actually how I'm actually feeling. So mm-hmm. um, and I still struggle with that. Like I still struggle with doing shoots sometimes. And it's not that I can't get clients and stuff it's just I don't it's just not it's just not aligning with me and Mm -hmm. I know that sounds crazy because it's just like no girl make that money and I get it I will try to but if it's not aligning with me I can't do it and I've had so many situations where it was like that like I took a I took a job or I took a gig because it, it was potentially a lot of money but I felt awful afterwards I didn't like it I didn't like the people I worked with I didn't like the idea it wasn't aligning with what I believed in it didn't align with what I thought and I was like, I just did this for a check. And it's like, yeah, we can do things for a check. But for me and my art, I don't want to just do it for a check. So that's, I, that's what's hard. <laughs> I can absolutely agree with you. Um, For example, myself, I hate doing events. I hate <laughs> going out yeah. to a, a, a large crowd of people. Yes. Because um, naturally I'm an empath. Like if there's a large number of people, I, I feel every emotion, right? Same, but same. At the same time, I believe that if you're great at something, you should still be compensated for that. You know oh, I mean? for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because you put a lot of work, you put a lot of soul into it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. and it's like almost like, yeah, how can you put a price on it? But I do have a price. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you gotta definitely have to know your worth too when when you're an artist. Like, because people will try to make you, they will try to tell you your worth. And it's like, no, like I know what I'm worth. You gotta get in line with that. So have you ever had a situation where um, you told a client uh, your your price and they try to lowball you or, you mm. know? Oh, yeah. I've had um, I've had a lot of people like um, they'll ghost me, which is really annoying. They'll like ask, they'll talk me up, you know, icebreaker this, icebreaker shit. Then I'll tell them my prices, which is pretty reasonable for the area. Mm-hmm. then it just goes and then it's like you don't hear from them ever again and that really bugs me sometimes because it's just like you just wasted my time mm-hmm. mine ain't worse and now I feel like you and then I've, I've had people try to like haggle me and I'm just like it's no shade but it's like I'm not even charging you harm in a leg right now and it's just like also how can you come to me as an artist and not respect my price if you love my work so much as you said in the previous message then you would be willing to pay my price mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and then I've had one person, um, no, it was like a couple people, they had like a t-shirt line or something. And I was at, and I was out, I was out there working for the t-shirt, like doing the pictures of the t-shirts or whatever. And 
mind you, they knew the style that I had. They knew how my editing was. The other, one of the person, one of the people liked it. They liked how I did it. They liked how I edited. Then the other person kept giving me so much pushback saying, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I was just like, at this point, I was on my third edit of this batch of photos. And I was just like, if you don't like it, that's fine, but you're going to have to pay me for all those hours of editing that I did for back and forth for you. And then they want to do that. And that's when I was just like, see, this is shit I'm talking about. That's when I started getting contracts. And that's when I also started putting my foot down and I started getting deposits because people will really play with your time. You knew my style. You mm -hmm. knew how I shot. You saw the pictures. Now that I'm editing them, you have a problem. No, you just don't want to pay up. So it was just a big thing. And it was just, those are the things sometimes I'll like when I'm trying to make it a business that I don't like and I don't want to deal with because I just want to express myself. I just want to create. But at the same time, I need money, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's hard and you, you're going to deal with those type of people. But it's just really being mature about it, but also standing your ground and knowing your worth and when dealing with that shit. So, yeah. I definitely went through the same situations, but um, luckily I have a, um, my other half. She 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 does the talking for me, so I could just go okay. out and create. So yes. yeah, contracts and 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 deposits are extremely important because people mm -hmm. are crazy out here. They will seriously take advantage of you any chance they yeah. get. Yeah, it's really sad. It's it's really sad when I see that because it's just like we're just artists, man. Like you just try and get by, and here you are gaming <laughs> <laughs> um what's one important lesson that you learned throughout your whole art career hmm. I would think one important lesson is don't hold back like because I say don't hold back because there's going to be somebody that's going to like your shit um, cause I used to think that, oh, maybe my stuff is not good enough or maybe, maybe I'm just, I don't got the chops, but it's like, I had to be patient and I've had opportunities where I was really able to show my art to people and I've got really great reception. And I didn't, and again, it wasn't even about the money at that point. It was just the fact that like, again, people could relate to my art. People could feel something. People could express themselves from my art. Like they could create a conversation. They could dig, dig deep into their own emotions, what they felt. So I think that was like the most like important, like really like thing that stood out. It's just, I just want people to feel something honestly with my art. That's, I don't want people to look at it and be like, what is this? Like, you know, like, you know, and I mean, I mean, people might do that, but at the same time, I still just want something, something. I want you to feel something when you look at my photos or look at my art, look at my collages and stuff like that. Um, so the most important part is definitely don't hold back because there's going to be somebody that is going to like your stuff. It might take a little longer, but um, there's always going to be somebody that's going to like it. There's somebody that's going to dig it. So, and and also you don't want to hold back because it's like you want to be true. I feel like art, you got to be true to yourself. Like you can't make fake art. I can find fake art. They can say, they can, they can tell when that shit is whack. They can tell when that shit is not pure they can tell when that shit is not organic so just don't hold back you know you might get some people talking shit about your art but if you love it that's it express yourself i love that um i got one more question for you and after that uh we like to play a little game called this or that with our guests if that's okay, okay. with you yeah that's cool um out of all your life experience thus far and your art career what advice would you give your younger self that's trying to um, go into, you know, an art career? 
Mm, okay, that's a good one. What would I tell my younger self? Um, keep going. Cause I had a lot of like pauses and breaks in my art, like just in general, like my art background because I would get so depressed or I would get so anxious and I would just kind of fall out of it. Um, but I wish, I wish like there was somebody that I really, that really knew that I was really trying to get into art like that. That just kept telling me to just like, keep doing it, keep doing it. Like if they, when they knew that I was really down bad or if they knew that I was like self-harming and stuff like that, I would, I wanted somebody, I wish I had somebody to be like, no, just do this instead. Like draw this or color this or take, go out and take some photos. Cause that's what like people tell me now, but it's like, I would tell my younger self, keep going and like, just continue to express yourself. Like, don't, don't get into those bad habits. Like, just use art. Just use art. That's what mm -hmm. I tell myself. Just use art. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Keep pushing forward. It's it's very important. Very mm -hmm. important. Um. Okay. This or that. I'm gonna ask you a question that has two possible answers. You can only answer one, and the whole world depends on your answer. Okay. All right. Um, first question, pancakes or waffles? Ooh, waffles. Waffles, like Eggos or Belgium? Like Belgium with like nice square butter in the middle and mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. little blueberries and strawberries on the side. Them nice thick waffles. I love that. Me, I'm a, I'm a waffle man myself. It's just like the little cups that that hold the syrup. That that's yes. what does it for me. <laughs> yes, yes. Or if you get to like make your own, you ever go to the hotel and you got they make your own waffle. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I love doing that. Maybe so fresh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, winter or summer? Oh God, I hate this question because I hate both. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would probably have to say summer because winter is brutal. Like they're both brutal, but winter is like evil. I think I'm. I think I would definitely most rather be hot and just like take off more clothes and have to put on more layers. So mm. I'll say summer. Yeah, this winter in this area was super crazy. You didn't know yes. what to wear outside. Yes, and then the spring. Like, what's going on this spring? Oh my gosh, mm. it's crazy. Um, walks on a beach or a hike through the forest. A walk on the beach. I am not a hiking girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am a beach girl. I will mm. walk on a beach for miles, but hiking, uh, I would like to try it though, but I'm a beach girl. Yeah, yeah, I could dig that. I don't like mosquitoes. I'm pretty sure it's a lot of mosquitoes in the forest. For sure. <laughs> um, puppies or kittens? Puppies. I love both, but my dream is to like, for my birthday is just to be like, attacked by a whole bunch of puppies like <laughs> like eight week old puppies they're just so cute mm, yeah i love puppies cats run around the house like they own the spot oh yeah it's like the cat's house and then you're just living in there mm -hmm. you're just like a guest <laughs> mm -hmm. um last one this is going to be a tough one portraits or collages oh damn this is hard Mm. okay I think I'm gonna say portraits because that's what I started off with and that's all reliable I can always go back to a portrait and make a good portrait sometimes collages I go on my phases where I just I don't know what to do but portrait I don't know what to take a portrait so 
I definitely go with portraits. I love that. Well, Miss Green, I really appreciate you taking the time out um, to speak with us today. I really love your art. Um, keep pushing and moving forward. Um, keep creating so we can have some some really great stuff to admire. Um, how can people just get into contact, maybe book you for a session, a commission, or, you know, sure. whatever? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram mostly. Um, you can find me at Green Euphorias. Um, just spell it out, green and euphorias, two words. Um, you can also email me or DM me um, again on Instagram if you want to book a shoot or have questions. You can email me at dejagreen at gmail.com. That's D-E-J-A-H-G-R-E-E-N-E at gmail.com. I love it. I really appreciate you taking the time and having this great conversation. Um, yes. No problem. Just keep doing you, man. We we, we love what you do and um, we respect it and we admire it. Thank you. I really, really appreciate this. This was a great talk for a Friday night. Um, yeah, this was, this was awesome. Really appreciate it. Perfect. So um, have a great night. We will see you in a bit. See you. Bye.